Welcome to Partner Ops Partner. I'm your host, Aaron Howerton, and this week is a bit of a hot take because I'm advocating that you drop your CRM, at least for partnerships. Now, I write a lot about partner operations. I write a lot about partner technology. I write a lot about CRM and a lot about architecture. And the thing you've heard me say over and over and over again is that your CRM is not built for partners. It's just not. To make it functional for partners requires a lot of custom effort. It requires custom objects and custom layouts and maybe custom UI design and custom relationship management and workflows and data processing. And you have to think for yourself every single time you want to do anything about partnerships. And then anytime you want to do something for partnerships, you have to exclude direct. Or on the opposite side, you have to go exclude partnerships. Partnerships is one of what I think is maybe many groups that no longer need to live and breathe and work in the CRM. You see, CRM is at the center of a lot of what we do because we've been told, and historically it's been true, that that's where all of your sales activity, your sales people, your sales related clicking and engagement and logging, all that has to live in the CRM. And so what we do is we take the CRM and we integrate all these other tools directly into it. We're sold on the idea that integration is everything. And so we integrate all these tools directly into the CRM. That means when you're doing account mapping, adding marketing tools, MDF management, joint uh, marketing content, co-branding content, LMS content for certifications, accreditations, partner relationship management activity, things like deal reg, inbound, outbound referrals, renewals, uh, directory, in-app marketplace, all these things, everything has to live inside the CRM because that's where people are supposed to log in and work. And then you have all this other stuff that just kind of floats through there because there's no good solution. Quotes, invoicing, payments, user management for partnerships, doing contracting for partnerships, license management, product insight, techno, tech project collaboration, use of service, delivery, support, community, all these things. We're trying to cram all this into the CRM for partnerships on top of all of the direct stuff that needs to be there, on top of all of the CS stuff that needs to be there, on top of all the marketing stuff that needs to be there. You build all these integrations, you get all these features and functionalities that come into the platform as a result. A lot of these go unused or the operational team or your technical team, whoever owns your Salesforce instance is trying to mitigate those things being in the system. So the custom packages with custom objects and custom visual force exceptions and pages and things like this. Um, and again, my point of view is Salesforce, but I think this could apply to basically any CRM that you're implementing stuff into. You're bringing all this outside stuff in and then you have to mitigate that stuff in the system and see, does it have an owner? Maybe it doesn't get a dedicated owner because this could be a lot of tech. Maybe you don't have partner ops yet and it's being split across. But at the end of the day, none of this stuff gets used well. The features that you've purchased that pull into your CRM don't necessarily align with the features in other platforms for similar or uh, neighboring functionality. And so it's this constant, never-ending, frustrating cycle. You're trying to move partner data from one point to another so that all the people involved in experience, your partners, colleagues, and customers, have everything they need to keep working. 
We know that CRMs were originally designed to handle approximately 0% of this workload. And even the people I know that have taken on like Salesforce PRM experience site, they're beginning to use the out-of-the-box functionality. Even those companies outgrow that out-of-the-box functionality quickly when they need to do anything slightly complex. Those things don't allow you to manage it. Those are very basic tools for basic connections. And I know that Salesforce has a new release. I haven't had a chance to go check it out. So I'm saying all of this in light of not really having known what their newest release piece is for PRM and what that looks like. But I'm not convinced it's going to work because a lot of the stuff that you see done like this, where we're going to add this stuff or we're going to add that, or if Salesforce comes in and buys a platform or buys a piece, that it's not, it doesn't integrate well. Right, their integration history is not always uh, top of the line in my experience. So, why? At the end of the day, we know that CRMs aren't built to do this. We know that you have to do all this work, and a lot of companies never have the resources or time to do all this work. So the question is, why are we still asking it to? Right, in the age of an advanced ETL with synchronization tools, data lakes, full-time engineers and an ever-increasing range of partner tech, there's no reason to continue to push partnership teams and partner data through the CRM 100% of the time as a matter of course or necessity. Now, I know some of you are going to hear that, and you're going to think, whoa, Aaron, you've gone too far. You can't not have data in the CRM. It's the source of truth. But we all know that that's bogus, right? The CRM in a complex environment is rarely actually your source of truth because people don't treat it that way your rules don't treat it that way you give people flexibility in what they can manage or what they can't manage or there's limitations on what's required and what's not required and you have a lot of caveats and so there's always data issues or cleanup issues or headache issues so all i'm saying isn't that you don't need that data in the crm i'm saying what if there's another way what if, and this is going back to the partner tech dream state, I've been thinking about this now for weeks because this is what I do almost all the time every day is think about architecture. What if you could give your partnership management team two people, 10 people, that's the, that's the other headache wire and how many people justify the expense? I think any amount of people justify the expense. Because partnerships is an ecosystem play. It is a company-wide play. Operationally, it is more than just one person, two people, or a team. Partnerships is the vertical sales organization or organization that supports partners directly. Uh, ecosystem is that vertical, foundational, overlapping effort that blends those partnerships into the organization. So when you talk about partnership management and data synchronization... I think about partner data layers. What if you could pull all these tools into a synchronization tool that moves the data where you need it to be, when you need it to be there based on your own rule set? What if you could bring that stuff into a layer for partnership management where they could come in and see everything that they need? Where you could potentially even expand that layer to be with partners. So you're getting the features and tools that you need in the third-party solutions. You're not integrating them directly into the CRM to cause clutter, but you're synchronizing the data that needs to be there for CS, marketing, sales, right to where those things are needed. Maybe that's the CRM. Definitely there's some sales components we want when we have opportunities, when we need approvals, when we have inbound, outbound referrals. Those things should, should live and move through the CRM, but that doesn't mean they have to stay or originate there. That means they can get there as long as they can get there timely and in real time. And these things are possible. 
This week on my article, I've got a couple of diagrams to talk about all this. I don't think it's a perfect model, what I'm recommending. I'm not even sure it's going to work. But I know for a fact that asking your CRM to be everything to everyone all the time is not working. I know for a fact that partnership teams struggle to get what they need out of the platform, that the effort to solve problems for partnerships results in a lot of custom work, workflows, and things everyone says is going to be a little different at every organization, but there's really not, to me, a lot of reason. Having worked in multiple organizations now across this piece, I can see that we're all trying to solve the same problems and we do it a little bit differently because that's where we started years ago. Not because we're thinking too deeply about the future and where we want to go. That's not a knock on anyone. That's not a knock on the companies that I've worked with or for. That's just a recognition that partnerships, partner operations, is still an immature space where there's growth potential. And one of the growth potentials is definitively in the tools we use, the architecture we use, and how we structure all of that. And I just think it's time that maybe we try something a little bit different in the age of the ecosystem. So I've linked this week's article in the podcast. Please go take a look. Look at the diagram. Shoot me a message. Let's talk if this is interesting or compelling to you or if you want to chat more. Um, This is what's on my mind pretty much all the time, every day. I appreciate you listening. As always, we are coming in right at 10 minutes this week because this is a relatively short topic. If you want to connect with me, please do so on LinkedIn or join me at Partnership Leaders uh, where you can connect with me and lots of other partnership professionals to have conversations like this every single day. Appreciate you listening. I hope you have a great week. See you later.